0: Welcome back into the Shot the Side podcast. Uh, you're here with Alex and uh, I got Matt joining us uh, today in the studio. Um, so today we're just going to go through a little draft recap of, of the NBA draft. And uh, I think we'll start off with just uh, the top 10 players. I'll go through um, the full uh, 60 picks or 58 picks, I should say. And then we'll kind of break down uh, by team kind of who we thought had the best uh, draft and also some losers in this draft as well. Uh, so let's start off with the first pick. Um, kind of a surpriser, Matt. We had, you know, a lot of people thought Jabari was going to go here. Magic ended up taking Paolo with the first pick.
1: Yeah, it was a little surprise there. Um, I, I think with all, all three of the first like, guys, with Chet and Jabari, you couldn't really go wrong either way. It was more just what you wanted as a team fit type of thing. So I think uh, Apollo will fit in great with uh, Orlando. I mean, it, he's not, not the best defender, but they they have some defenders, especially if Jonathan Isaac can get back to being healthy. He's a very quality defender. So I think uh, Jabari makes make, – or not Jabari, <laughs> Apollo makes sense for them in some ways. I think they're, Orlando's problem is that they're kind of looking for, like, a big time star, and I think Paulo could definitely be a big time star if if he develops the correct way, because he he can be a bucket at times.
0: Yeah, I mean to your point, like I think Orlando definitely needs more offense. I think um, in their eyes, they're hoping that Jonathan Isaac comes back and he, you know, can come back from what missing two years basically to you yeah, know basically two years to yeah, what and was then... it torn
1: meniscus?
0: Yep. Torin So, you know, just having him back, hopefully he gets back to the way he was playing on defense. I don't think that's ever been a problem for him. Um, he's also a decent scorer. Um, I don't think he's completely, you know, filled out there yet. So, you know, bringing in Paulo, I think that adds, you know, arguably probably the best scorer in this draft in my eyes, but, um, I think it fits in perfectly. I, they couldn't have gone wrong. Like you said, with, uh, either Chet or Jabari at this pick yeah but at number two okc was on the clock and i think everybody kind of projected this to happen but uh chet holmgren out of gonzaga um goes number two your yep. thoughts?
1: Uh, the the minnesota boy yeah he locking minnesota down in the draft for the second straight year in the top five with suggs going last year at number five um i think it was that was a great pick for the thunder i think uh They were going to pick uh, Chet either way. If they're one, two, or wherever they're picking, they wanted Chet really bad. I think he he has, in my opinion, the highest ceiling. Whether he reaches that ceiling or not will be determined. But I think if he does reach that ceiling, he is going to be an absolute problem for teams to stop in the future. Just a a seven-footer that can handle the ball, that can shoot, that can block shots is just... Very rare player,
0: right? I mean, I don't know what his wingspan is necessarily, but it's got to be around you know seven, six, seven, eight, somewhere around there, if not you know bigger. But um, he's got size, great blocking ability, um, defensive rebounding he's good at, offensive rebound he's good at. Um, you know we didn't see it a lot in college, but I know me and you watched him pretty, pretty well in high school. You know, he's got good passing ability, good vision, um, Mm -hmm. and can score at all three levels. Um, I I just didn't think they showed it that much in college at Gonzaga. Maybe it's just the offense they were running, but, um, I think the hope is with OKC is, you know, he turns out to be, you know, a superstar and, uh, He's definitely got all the qualities to be one. Um, can he fill out with size um, and fit into this OKC, you know, lineup? Uh, we'll see, but it's up to them to kind of build around him.
1: Definitely, they they got a really nice young solid core now. I think um, future's looking bright for OKC.
0: Definitely. So at number three, uh, Houston Rockets are on the clock. Uh, they go with you know <laughs> the third best player I guess you could put him at number one or number two but um, Jabari Smith falls all the way to number three
1: yeah I think this actually worked out perfect for the Rockets I think uh, Paulo's an excellent player but I think um, due to maybe some of the I mean I'm not gonna say he's a terrible defender but I think uh, Jalen Green's not the best defender and um, Sangoon is a decent defender but I mean, at times he's good. He's good at stealing and stuff like that. But I think just getting somebody like Jabari that can block shots, can play defense on the perimeter, and keep up with some guys, but also hold it down down low. I think uh, he's going to fit in perfect with the Rockets. And I mean, they got to be just happy as can be that he fell to them at number three. I think perfect for for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, what you'd probably say he's probably the best defender in the draft.
1: Uh, I'd say right now, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably the best defender.
0: But yeah, they got the, I mean, they couldn't have asked for a better draft. Um, we'll go through a bit of the other picks that they picked too, but, um, starting off at number three, picking Jabari, I think he adds, you know, that size that you like at six foot 10, uh, can shoot the ball can defend, um, I think he's going to fit in well with Houston. Cause you know. You, they haven't had the best luck when it comes to defending at all. So, having somebody that can they can mm-hmm. plug in there and kind of you know help you know Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and Shane Goon and all these young players that you know we saw last year you know how good they played on offense, but can they play on defense too and take it to that next level? You know, I think uh, Jabari definitely helps out in uh, that aspect.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely a uh, as best of a Christian Wood replacement as you could possibly get. <laughs> he's probably already better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see, but <laughs> maybe um, I don't know. But I, career wise, career wise, he should be. Yeah. So at number four, I think this was kind of the, at least in the top ten, the biggest shocker, kind of. Um, Sacramento doesn't trade out, keeps a pick. They end up picking Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Power forward, I think six foot, I want to say six foot nine.
1: Yep. Six foot eight or six foot nine.
0: Somewhere around there, yeah. Um, Your thoughts with I, the Kings at this pick?
1: Yeah, I think the the reason that, for, I think he fits perfect with the Kings, honestly. But uh, the, the reason it was like a shocker for me was that I, I feel like they didn't maximize value here and they could have, at least, like, traded back maybe for something else, like a, for an additional asset or something, if they were going to take somebody besides Ivy. Because I think Ivy was a hot commodity that teams wanted. I mean, maybe the trade just wasn't there, but I think they, they could have got a little value out of it. I'm sure that they wanted to make sure they still got Keegan Murray, so that probably played a role in it too. But I think, uh, I don't know, it's, it's tough sometimes with, when you draft for fit versus the best player on the on the board which was definitely ivy in my opinion
0: right i mean i just didn't understand because like if they really wanted to why not trade one spot back with detroit and get uh detroit's 2025 uh first round pick that they got from the bucks which we'll find out later um detroit ended up trading that pick for a player um in this draft so i thought you know I wouldn't say it's a reach cuz Keegan Murray's a really good player and I think he's going to fit really well next to uh, Sabonis. Um defensively, <laughs> he's kind of like Paolo, like he'll be good when it comes to in the passing lanes and and playing defense on kind of in that uh, situation, but on ball I don't think he's the greatest. Um he'll add more offense to a already you know, star-studded lineup for Sacramento when it comes to scoring. Um, I just don't. Uh, I think they could have done better, like you said, but um, still a pretty good pick here for Sacramento.
1: Yeah.
0: At number five, we had uh, Detroit on the clock. Uh, they go with probably the fourth best player in this draft, uh, in most eyes, uh, in Jaden Ivy out of Purdue. Uh, your thoughts mm-hmm. on this one, Matt?
1: Uh, yeah, I like this pick a lot for them. I think, um, I mean, uh, during the whole draft cast, they kept comparing him to, um, uh, Ja Morant just because his mom like helped train Ja a little bit or something like earlier on. Um, I, I yeah, I mean, I, 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 see it a little bit, but I mean, Ja, Jaw is just definitely, I mean, he's one of the most springy people I've ever seen, right. um, not uh, Jade Ivy springy too, but not not the same way. Jaws, in my opinion, I think he'll no. he'll be a solid player, but um, is a pretty hefty comparison. Um, yeah, I, I saw I, I mixes between a,
0: what between him between uh John ja Morant and Dwayne Wade. That's what the comparison was, and I mean yeah. you know how much I hate comparisons, but um, I thought it was just a it was too much of a comparison for me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's a little much. I I think he is kind of the, uh, I he's really NBA ready in my opinion. Um, I think he's this was his sophomore year last year, so he's a little bit older than some of these uh, younger guys in the lottery here. But I think, I think him and Cade could be a really good combo. Cade's definitely probably gonna be the point guard for them of the future, and then he'll be the shooting guard, I'd imagine. Right. Um, throw that in with S- Sadiq Bay, who's a human torch one night or a <laughs> ice cube the next night, um, depending on the night. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe Jane drop... Ivy helps it out, you know?
1: Yeah, he could. I, I think that adds a ton of scoring power to their team, having those, having him in addition. And then we are to be talking about another pick that they got later on that I also think will help lock it down on the other side of the ball.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, banking off kind of what you said I, you know he's got athleticism um I think in transition with Cade you know I can see Cade getting the ball passing it up to Jay Nivey kind of just that explosiveness that Jay Nivey has uh to get to the basket um whatever you want to call it I mean you can compare it to John Morant, maybe a lesser John Morant, but uh he's a decent shooter too um the thing, he's gonna have maybe a little bit troubles playing defense being a smaller shooting guard, but um, I think all in all this pick plus the next pick that they get uh, really locked down uh, Detroit's um, you know young group that they got going.
1: I agree. I think what what he lacks in uh, athletic ability compared to Jaw, I think he makes up for in being a better shooter than Ja. so he's right. definitely a, a very talented player.
0: So at number six, we had the Indiana Pacers on the clock. They ended up going with a uh, small forward slash point guard, whatever you want to call them out of Arizona, Benedict Matherin. Um, your thoughts on this one, Matt?
1: Uh, the Pacers just love people that are about 6'4", 6'5". They're just going to fill their whole entire team with them, it looks <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With Halbert and uh, last year they got uh what's his face out of Oregon um oh Duarte yeah oh, um, Chris Duarte yeah yeah uh, sometimes I honestly forget that he's on the team because I think he was he was hurt for a time there and well
0: because he started you know, off the two, year so, so good and then like the second half of the season he really didn't play much
1: yeah it was kind of weird I mean I I'm sure that they had the tank commander going at that point but yeah um. I, I like this pick for them though. I think you know he he might not be like uh somebody that really jumps off the paper, but I think he could be a star eventually if it it kind of depends on how he develops, but I think he he's got that star potential. I, I just think like it in the NCAA tournament watching um uh, Arizona, I think uh i can't remember i think they were playing tcu in that game but he he was just hitting clutch shot after clutch shot in that game um and i think that kind of shows like his mentality in games and like his ability to make big time shots and i I think he could be that guy for the pacers
0: yeah he's the pac 12 player of the year and all american um kind of fits that mold of you know just a strong framed wing that uh can really you know i think he fits in perfectly with an indiana team that's you know i'm not gonna they're they're similar to memphis where they they're kind of grit and grind a little bit um but Matherin's a good shooter um he worked on his passing a little bit the only question i have about just his game is You know, you saw it in college. You know, he'd have one game where he puts up 30 points, five rebounds, six assists, something like that. And the next game, you know, he only puts up, like, 12 points. So, uh, I think for him, the main thing is just getting that consistency down. And uh, if he can do that at the next level, um, I think this is a steal here at six for uh, Indiana. I agree. At number seven, we have Portland on the clock. They end up taking... Um, Shaden Sharp out of Kentucky. Um, didn't play at all last year, uh, but your thoughts, Matt?
1: Uh, this has to be my favorite pick probably out of the top 10 here just because the pure value that this could be if Shaden Sharp turns out to be what he could be because I think uh, – I mean, he he's, he's probably one of the biggest unknowns just because he, he didn't play his year at Kentucky, but coming out of high school he was – Uh, one of the top recruits and projected at at times to go within the top three of the draft. And I think he could end up being a a real, like a star in this league, in my opinion. I think uh, he really kind of gives me like Bradley Beal vibes a little bit, like a mix of Bradley Beal and like Jalen Green. He's kind of like that type of player, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously the NBA is different from high school and college. So it, He's got to put it together, but I think this this is a real upside pick for them.
0: Yeah, honestly, a great pick. Just like what you said, um, at seven to be able to get maybe, you know, he could potentially be the best player in this draft class. Um, You know, I think Portland's just loaded at the guard position now. You know, they got Damian Lillard, they got Anthony Simons, they got Josh Hart, and now adding in Shane Sharp. Um, I think they'll be fine at the guard position, and then they add in Jeremy Grant. They got a bunch of cap room too, so if they want to make another playoff run, you know, I know you saw uh, Damian Lillard post a picture of him in KD <laughs> in a Portland jersey. So um, if they can get uh, another good All Star to go with Damian Lillard, um, you know, you could see Portland back in playoffs, not too um, in the near future.
1: Yeah, I think uh if we see KD in a Portland jersey, we're going to be seeing Shade Sharp in a Brooklyn jersey. Yeah. So uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh
1: but I mean I I wouldn't mind that for for KD. I think Katie, honestly, if the uh, Portland Trailblazers got KD, uh, I mean they're going to they would be a problem <laughs> cuz just with right. CJ McCollum, they made uh the conference finals uh, like 2, 3 years ago maybe. I think it was. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, go ahead. I
1: I think it's a great pick for them though. I think uh, it really fits with the, their roster. It could fit for the future if they want, or they could use him as a trade piece or they have a lot of options with him.
0: Right. I mean, he's a proven scorer. Um, again, defense is a little up in the air. Um, I don't think he's the quickest guard, but I think he's really good at getting to his spots. Um, literally anywhere on the court and just rising up and he's got a good fluent motion when it comes to a shot. So um, I think it's a good pick here, but uh, we'll have to wait and see kind of what Portland ends up doing um, to kind of fill out this roster. So at number eight, um, the Pelicans were on the clock. Uh, they end up taking Dyson Daniels G league ignite. So the first G league player off the board, uh, point guard i think he's what is he six foot seven so he's a pretty tall six foot six yeah. 185 six pounds six, six so pretty big point guard um your thoughts matt
1: uh yeah i like this pick uh g league stand up um <laughs> this is a this is a good pick for them i think uh he fits exactly what they needed uh, a guy that can give them some more playmaking at whether he's the point guard shooting guard i mean it's kind of positionless basketball at times anyways in today's league, like you kind of have to be able to do a lot of different things and be versatile. Um, And I think he kind of fits that mold. Uh, He's also a pretty decent defender that can, um, I think he could be like a a nice helpful player. He he does seem a little bit raw, but I think being in the G league for a year helped um, versus uh, being in college for him, especially going to the, uh, pelicans because I think the pelicans are pelicans are a very intriguing team I think it, it, if yes. Zion comes back um, and fits in well with all these young players this they're gonna be they're gonna be a force in the west I think a tough out
0: yeah if healthy this team has pretty much everything you want they were just missing point guard depth which <laughs> yeah had in dyson Daniels which uh, you kind of mentioned it a little bit but uh I think he's going to find playing time real quick just with his defense. Um, Especially at six foot six, he's going to be able to guard most guards. Um, But the Pelicans got this pick from the Lakers, from that Anthony Davis pick. So, you know, they wouldn't have had a pick this high, but due to that trade, you know, you see it kind of paying off, you know, getting rid of a player that wants to get out. And then you get, you know, draft capital back and you can be able to build your team this way. So it's definitely working yeah. out for the Pelicans so far. Um, offensively, I don't know how good Dyson Daniels will be right away, but um, I don't think they're going to really need him to kind of contribute on the offense that much.
1: Yeah, I, I was honestly thinking that the same thing. Uh, it, it's kind of funny, too, that he, he's also from Australia, but he does remind me a lot of Josh Giddy yeah in a lot of ways um i think that he's a a perfect like young player to that can uh learn while playing because he is a good defender and he can he's not the best like shooter but he can at least keep people honest um so i think he'll fit in perfect for them and then obviously they have if people are healthy a bolt of scoring with uh young lanky brandon ingram and cj mccollum and Yep. Zion, if he's healthy, uh, Valanchunas can get buckets sometimes too.
0: Yep, exactly. Um, at number nine, uh, the Spurs are on the clock, um, taking Jeremy Soshan out of Baylor, power forward. Um, your thoughts on this one, Matt?
1: Uh, I think he'd be a perfect player alongside D'Angelo Russell once they trade us. Uh, Murray <laughs> in the <laughs> coming no, <Yeah>. no, <laughs> no, I would take I, think, I would take that. <laughs> yeah, I think no, I think he's a good player. I think uh he he actually might be one of the the best defenders in the draft class uh, like currently if not um Jabari Smith. I would I put him at probably number 2 just like coming out. I think he's a great defender both on ball and off ball. Um Do you think they took also, him
0: too high though? At number nine?
1: You know, I think uh the way the NBA is going now, like, I think two way players are just so important in today's NBA that I think uh, you can justify this pick here, um, especially if he pans out. Like, he, he's got to work on his offense a little bit, um, yep. for sure. But I think that they have some offensive players. Like, I think uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Kelden Johnson take a next step this next year. Um, on the offensive side of the ball. Cause, uh, he was starting to do some good things towards the end of the year this year. And I've always kind of liked his game. Um, so I think Kendall Brown fits in really nice with them. Like just from like a defensive standpoint, I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's, he's Kawhi, but I think he kind of like cut <laughs> from a similar cloth of like the de- defense side of the ball. Like I, Kawhi is a phenomenal player on both sides of the ball, but I think, uh, He's kind of like him on the defensive side a little bit.
0: Yeah, but Kawhi wasn't yeah. really that coming out of college, though. He wasn't that great on offense. He kind of developed into that. So maybe that is a hope yeah. for Sohan.
1: Yeah, I just like – I mean, you did. he's called the claw for a reason. I, like those hands are – not everybody has those hands that Kawhi has. But um, I think at, if anybody could develop him into a good offense player, it's the Spurs. So I think I like the pick personally.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, especially with Greg Popovich, he's, I mean, pretty good at developing, uh, a, you know, he hasn't had a lot of power forwards or centers recently, but, uh, he's proven to show that he can develop power forwards and centers just in his, uh, his, you know, past. Um, but I, I really like this pick. Um, personally, I don't think it's way too high. I would have picked him, you know, right around this range. Um, and just putting him in that Spurs system, I think works out perfectly because they i mean you saw it last year they struggled with uh defending the paint um i think he's going to help out with that um if they want to move on from portal maybe get somebody back for him or you know if they end up trading murray too um but even if they keep murray i think it's it fits in well um the only question is you know his free throw percentage wasn't that great didn't shoot very well at baylor um came off the bench. He was six man. So he didn't start at Baylor, but, um, huge energy, energy guy, great at, um, defense can grabs a lot of boards. Um, big thing is for the Spurs is he's going to bring that energy, which I mean, they're going to need, uh, just to, you know, be able to fight in this Western conference.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to number 10, the final of the Tim, we're going to talk about here first is uh the Wizards selecting Johnny Davis out of the University of Wisconsin.
0: Bang, bang, Davis. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a nice uh combo guard a little bit, of 3 and D kind of. He needs to work on his offense a little bit, but um, great defender. What is your thoughts on this pick for the Wizards?
0: Yeah, I love it. I mean, is he going to fit next to Bradley Beal perfectly? I mean, we'll find out, but I mean I think you know, he showed at Wisconsin that, especially in the Big Ten, um, that he's a really good scorer. Um, maybe not consistent all the time, especially with his three point shooting. Uh his defense is really good. Um, super athletic. Um, you know, I, I think it's a perfect fit for um for this young um, maybe not young wizards team but um you know it seems like they're finally getting some good draft picks um and you can't really say that about you know their past draft picks besides maybe you know Beal
1: Yeah uh the the Wizards have not had the best uh history of draft picks um there's some questionable calls uh I mean they have, they have some time to develop so a little bit I'll give uh Hachimura and uh, whoever that who they picked last year, they picked a uh, guy from Gonzaga. I can't remember his name, the shooter. Uh, he's a little bit older too, I think. Uh, gosh, what is his name? You know, I'll oh, Kispert. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Kispert. Kispert. Isn't I like right? I like Kispert. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I get I'll, I'll give Hachimura and Kispert um, and even uh, that other. Um, before I can't remember what his name is uh
0: not Thomas Bryan
1: or I don't know how to say it but yeah um I'll give all those guys a couple more years just to because I mean you can develop late like not every guy breaks out immediately but um
0: that's probably why they didn't pick a small forward or power forward either
1: yeah they definitely need some of these guys to at least start picking it up a little bit here um
0: I think I, I saw something
1: today that uh Bradley Beal is more likely than not signing a supermax with the um Wizards. Right. So um, I think I, I think they are kind of building something. I think uh, cuz we didn't get to see uh Beal with uh uh Porzingis yet and I think uh that could be something like I could I could see that working better than maybe Beal and Wall. Like, uh, yeah, I know Wall, Wall was great with them, but like, I think it helps have like a star big man too. So,
0: yeah, I mean, they do need a point guard. Um, if they do have yeah. Johnny Davis at the one, I mean, I don't know if he can run point guard that much. Um, <laughs> but, same with, and, I mean,
1: either way, he's he's better than Ish Smith. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's that's the problem though is like they don't have a starting point guard and then their bench point guards, um, kind of a struggle too so um maybe they can find somebody in free agency but um that's for another date to talk about yeah could be
1: maybe a uh, one d'angelo russell <laughs> who knows <laughs>
0: who, who would minnesota get back for him
1: i don't know we could get just get him off our books could get some uh young players maybe yeah i, I don't know I, I I would kind of be interested in Hachimura.
0: really Hajime yeah, for Dilo, but the no, mo- the I, money
1: I, there'd obviously be more than that.
0: Yeah, but the money still wouldn't work. So if Beale's getting the five year, two hundred and fifty million or whatever, I mean, I
1: mean honestly, I'd be interested in Bradley Beal. But <laughs> yeah, well yeah, <laughs> that's probably Bradley, that, Bradley
0: Beal. I'll get Bradley Beal off the books I... if they want. <laughs>
1: if if they don't want him, we'll take him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's just go through the rest of the first round. Um, and then I'll ask you kind of who you like uh, out of the first round, and then we'll quickly get in the second round and then talk about our uh, top teams, winners and losers. Um, so starting with 11. Um, so this is <laughs> – so I know the New York Knicks are not too happy about this one, but they ended up trading this pick, but Usman Jang. Um, they ended up trading him. He ended up going to Oklahoma City, I believe. Um, at number 12, OKC was back on the clock. They took Jalen Williams out of San- Santa Clara, uh, another good shooting guard uh, that can score it well. Um, at 13, the Charlotte Hornets traded uh, this pick to Detroit Pistons um, for the 2025 first-round pick of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Ended up picking Jalen Duran. At 14, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers picked O'Shea Agbaji. At 15, Mark Williams goes to uh charlotte uh at 16 aj griffin slips a little bit goes to atlanta hawks uh at 17 houston rockets pick Tari eason out of lsu 18 chicago bulls take point guard dalen terry out of arizona Um, at number 19 um this is where the timberwolves ended up trading with the grizzlies uh for jake larabia um at number 20 uh, this is where Malachi Branham out of Ohio State, shooting guard, goes to San Antonio. Um, 21, Denver Nuggets take Christian Brown. 22, uh, Timberwolves get this pick from Memphis in that uh, earlier trade. Uh, they take Walker Kessler out of Auburn, the center. 23, David Roddy goes to, I believe, Memphis, right?
1: Yep, he goes to Memphis.
0: Yep. And then 24, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks take Marion Beauchamp uh, out of the G League Ignite. 25, Spurs take Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame, shooting guard. Uh, 26, uh, this is another Minnesota Timberwolves pick. They take Wendell Moore Jr. 27, uh, the only pick for Miami, they take Nikola Jovich. 28, Golden State Warriors take Patrick Baldwin Jr at twenty nine the Houston Rockets uh trade with Memphis. They end up getting Ty Ty Washington jr and then at pick number thirty um Peyton Watson goes. Um, do you remember what team Peyton Watson ended up going to? I can't remember
1: um, I know it's not was he at number
0: thirty yeah I think he went to the nuggets nuggets that sounds sounds right. Um, but that wraps up the first round, Matt. What were your kind of takeaways from after picks one through ten? Any uh, players that stood out for you? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I was uh, probably maybe the biggest surprise was how far AJ Griffin dropped. I mean, some I'm sure analysts uh, had some had him lower and some had him higher, but for me, I was just kind of surprised that he dropped all the way to 16. I thought that, I mean, that's, in my opinion, great value for the Hawks, and I think that's the type of player that they needed, um, especially considering their lack of defense at times. I think they needed a 3-and-D guy, and he fits the bill alongside um, DeAndre Hunter, which makes them a pretty versatile, or a more versatile starting five um, for the future. Um, so I'd say that's just off the bat, and then I think uh, I honestly I, I love the trade for the Thunder trading up to get um, using all that haul of picks and finally cashing a couple of them in for uh, Usman Jang out of uh, New Zealand. He for me Big he's Usman a really Man interesting Jane fan, huh? Yeah, he's a really interesting project to me. I think uh, he could he does have a lot of upside in my opinion. I think he's for his height, he's such a great passer and can handle the ball pretty well, so. I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, it's clear that the the Thunder are valu- valuing uh, players that are versatile and could be two two way players. With Jalen Williams going next to them, so I yeah. like those picks for them. What what about you?
0: Yeah, I think the two picks that really stand out for me were um, Detroit getting that trade with the Hornets at number thirteen, bringing in Duran to go with um, mm-hmm. with. Um, um Jay Nivey, who they got at number five. So um just adding to their young talent, I think that's that's huge because they really needed a center in Detroit. And uh just getting a young talented uh center in Durham, which could be the best center in the draft uh class this year, um, really stood out for me. And then also another center, um, Mark Williams at fifteen going to Hornets. I think he's gonna be a perfect fit next to LaMelo. Uh the pick and roll game there. Um, also him with defense, he averaged over two blocks at Duke, um, can rebound the ball. Um, another team that really needed size that, uh, that I think is going to really help out that young core, um, going on in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, yeah, my heart dropped a little bit when they picked, uh, when they picked Jalen in and then traded him away because then I knew they're taking Mark Williams with uh, their next pick. Right. Because <laughs> um, so I was hoping Mark Williams would fall to the, the Timber Pups, but I think he's going to be great for them. I think uh, we might see a little lob city with Lamella to Mark Williams in uh, uh, Charlotte next year. I think that's a great pick for them. He's a definitely a little bit more of a paint presence than um, Plumlee
0: Yeah, it'll be fun to see Mark Williams and uh, Miles Bridges kind of just lob city with uh, Lamello. That'll be fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and that another um, pick that I thought that was interesting in the first round um, came at the very end of the first round, the 28th overall pick um, to the Golden State Warriors, Patrick Baldwin Jr., I do not think you could have asked for a better gift if you're the Warriors. Like that's no. like literally the the perfect pick for them cuz they don't need him at all to contribute uh, in his rookie year, or maybe even his second year. Like he he has the luxury of uh, learning from some very great players and I think that's exactly what he needs after going to college at his dad's school.
0: Yeah, and I think Otto Porter is going to be a free agent too and then is getting old and might retire. So just having another small forward to go with Kaminga behind, you know, Wiggins, um, I think just helps this team even more. I mean, the rich get richer, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. <laughs> and then they also have guys that weren't even super big pieces this year with like Kaminga and Moody and, and Wiseman was out all year too. So right. they definitely have a lot for now and the future.
0: For sure. Yeah, what do you think yeah. about uh, the Timberwolves taking Walker Kessler out of Auburn Walker at number 22? Kessler at,
1: um, I don't mind it. I think uh, I didn't really want that trade, though, just because I think uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Malachi Branham's game. I think he could have fit in really well with the, the T-Wolves, so I, I was kind of hoping we would just take him at 19. Right. Um, and then he went to the Spurs' next pick. Um, could have been a nice trade piece, but – I think, I think you also would have fit in great too. He, he kind of like, um, reminds me a little bit of like somebody like, uh, like a Chris Middleton type player a little bit. Like if if he were, were to develop, um, in the league, he I think he's like six five or something like that. But um,
0: yeah, his shots probably got to get a little bit better to be on Chris Middleton's level. But I I can see the yeah. I'm not, a little bit. not
1: saying he is. I was just saying like he the. Shot forty-two point five percent in college from three, which is a pretty darn good free throw or three-point percentage. Eighty percent from the stripe. Um, that's a and he's a good per- perimeter defender too. So I think he could have fit in really nice with the T Wolves, but uh, we traded away. Got a little bit more value out of it. Um, so I mean, I don't mind Walker Kessler. I just think that I would have rather have seen us maybe take Branham, but. Uh, Walker Kessler definitely fits the, a huge need of the Timberwolves with uh, defensive rebounding and uh, another paint protector.
0: Yeah. A yeah, protector. I'm, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest Walker Kessler fan. Um, I like the fit, though, um, having a seven-footer that uh, led the NCAA in blocks and, you know, good rebounder as well. Um, and we really needed a backup center, so – uh, it fills a need. Um, I like to pick. Um, so that'll wrap up the first round. Uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. And then uh, once we come back, we'll get to the second round and then just uh, some of our pros and cons of uh, the team aspect of uh, that side of things. Welcome back. Um, we're going to go through the second round. So I'll have Matt kind of, I'll have you go right through the second round and then we'll just give a couple picks that we liked in the second round.
1: Sounds good. So starting off the second round uh, at 31, the Pacers took Andrew Namhard out of Gonzaga. Then 32, Magic selected Caleb Houston out of Michigan. Raptors went with Christian Coloco out of Arizona. 34, the Thunder took Jalen Williams out of Arkansas. Then the Lakers, who made the trade earlier in the the day or the day before, got into the draft and they took uh, Max Christie out of Michigan State at number 35. And then 36, the Blazers, or not the the Blazers, (laughs) the Blazers took Gabriel Proceda. Um, out of a uh, actually the, he went to Detroit from the Blazers. Um, that was part of the, uh, Jeremy Grant trade. Um, then at 37, the Mavericks got this pick from the Kings and they took Jaden Hardy. Um, at number 38, the Grizz got the, a pick from the Spurs and took Kennedy Chandler. The Cavs took Khalifa Diop at 39. Um, 40. The Charlotte Hornets in a trade from the T-Wolves got Bryce McDowans out of Nebraska. The Pelicans drafted E.J. Liddell out of Ohio State at 41, 42. The Knicks took Trevor Keels out of Duke. Duke. Um, at 43, the, the Clippers took uh Musa Diabate out of uh, Michigan. Hawks took Ryan Rollins out of Toledo. And that was actually traded to Golden State, so he's going to Golden State. Um, and at 45, Minnesota got Josh Minot. Um, that was a trade from the Hornets, um, and he's staying with the T-Wolves. Um, and then Denver got Ismail Kamagate out of Paris from uh the Pistons uh, <laughs> Tamagotchi um, <laughs> the Grizzlies got uh, Vince Williams Jr. out of VCU at pick 47 pick 48 the Indiana Pacers got uh, Kendall Brown from the T-Wolves in a trade um, then the Cavs paired up the the brother duo and they took Oz or <laughs> Isaiah Mobley um, out of USC hoping to get a little of the Giannis and Thanis connection. <laughs> um, <laughs> the T Wolves then took uh at number fifty Mateo Spagnolo. Um, then the Warriors they traded this to, to Atlanta and Atlanta took Tyrese Martin out of Yukon at fifty one. Uh, Pelicans took Carlo Matkovic out of Mega Mozart um, at fifty-two, and then the Celtics took J.D. Davison out of Alabama. Um, then Milwaukee and Miami forfeited their picks, which was part of the I think the tampering thing from Lowry and <laughs> those yeah. guys, I think. Um, and then the Wizards took Yannick Nezosa and out of. Something I can't pronounce. Uh, (laughs) And then the the Warriors picked uh, Guy Santos. um, And then the Cavs took at 56, Luke Travers. The Blazers took Jabari Walker at 57. And then to round out the last pick of the draft, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks got Hugo Bassan out of New Zealand. Hmm. Yeah. So anything, anything stand out to you in the second round there?
0: Yeah. Some interesting picks in the second round. Um, I like Christian Coloco going to Toronto, um, adding some size to, um, their, uh, front court. So I like that pick. Uh, also I'll, I'll save uh, the Dallas pick for you. You can have that one. Um, I think EJ Liddell going to the Pelicans, just having some a backup power forward and EJ Liddell um, to kind of go behind Zion in case he has deals with some injuries. You get a proven, you know, four-year senior at Ohio State that can kind of really fit in that mold there that the Pelicans are build- building. Um, Trevor Keel's going a little bit later than I probably would have guessed um, going to the Knicks. So that was their only draft pick. Um, pretty good <laughs> draft pick there. <laughs> Um other than that uh, I like I was a big fan of Ismail Camagatti out of Paris. Um I like him as a center prospect. Uh, I I'm not sure if if he'll come over right away. Um but I think in the future he's going to be a, an enticing um presence there um at the center position. Uh what about you? Any picks you got in the second round?
1: Yeah, I like the um The Jalen Williams number two pick for uh, the Thunder. It's always nice to have more than one Jalen Williams on your team. Um, I I like him as a player, though, too. I think uh, he led the entire NCAA in charges, and I just think he's a nice gritty player that can help with that young uh, Thunder team. Um, Then I think uh, another pick that I liked was the Jaden Hardy pick going to Dallas, I think. He's got a lot of upside, especially as a scorer in this league. Uh, I think uh, he, he's somebody that the Mavericks could really use off the bench if, if he ends up panning out. I think uh, he has a lot of upside to him, just from a scoring aspect mainly. Um, that could be really helpful because at times you could see like that's something that they're missing is that like when Luka would go to the bench, they, they needed that extra score. Um, yeah, I think that was the biggest all, steal of the draft. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he fell that far. I think even like during the broadcast, like you could hear like people were wondering why he was fallen so far. But um, they made a good point too that like you have somebody like Shade and Sharp who um, didn't play and his stock wasn't affected at all, and then you have somebody like. Um, hardy who plays but then shoots not the best percentage and then his draft stock falls because he originally was like a very top like a top 10 pick or something like that right but then it fell due to not playing his best in the g league so it's kind of interesting that like you can not play and it won't hurt your draft stock but then you can play you know stuff like that it kind of sends a like a a message to players that maybe you just don't want to play. (laughs) Right. But um, I like the pick though. I think uh, another pick that I was a big fan of was uh, like you said, the EJ Liddell pick. I think, I mean, you couldn't have found a better place for him, I think, because he's kind of a player that could contribute now because he's a little bit older. I think uh, he could fit in nicely Probably you'd you'd prefer that Zion would be healthy so that he could be off the bench, but um, I think either way he fits in nicely with them. Um, And that's, I mean, there's some other nice picks in here. I think some of these picks are a little like less like sure things, obviously in the second round. But yeah, I I mean,
0: like Kennedy Chandler going in the second round, um, that's a good pickup.
1: Yeah, I think these these guys from Michigan, um, Musa Diabate and. Caleb Houston, it, it would, would not surprise me if one of these two ended up being a, a great player in the league because these, these two were uh, pretty, highly, uh, pretty high prospects out of high school. And I re- remember watching uh, Caleb Houston specifically. and I, He was pretty good coming out of high school. So I wouldn't be surprised if either, either one of them ended up being a decent player. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, Michigan's had some good prospects come out uh, recently. Um, Jordan Poole if anybody knows who that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Jordan pool and, uh, Wagner has been pretty good for the magic too. So,
0: yeah. Um, so that wraps up the first and second round of the draft. Um, I just want to go through, we'll do two each of, um, teams that we thought really stood out in the draft. And then we'll do two teams that, um, you know, did the complete opposite. Um, I'll start off with my first one. um, I think the biggest winner of the draft was Detroit Pistons, just getting Jaden Ivey at number five, getting Durin at number thirteen, um, filling out that shooting guard spot next to Cade Cunningham, filling out the center position with Jalen Um, I think Detroit's really building something. You know, kind of. <laughs> I don't want to compare them to football at all, but uh, you know, Lions had a good draft. It seemed like. Um, and now Detroit having a really good draft. Um, so I was really impressed with what they did, um, and not really having to give a lot, you know, they ended up trading Jeremy Grant, but you know, Grant was getting a little bit older. I think it was time for him to kind of move out. I think, you know, they got, uh, you know, good compensation back for him. Um, so that's my first, uh, big winner of the draft. What about you?
1: Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, I think another big winner for me was uh, just the Thunder. I think, uh, I mean, you can't deny, like, the talent that they have. Like, I mean, it's obviously got to take some developmental time. I think getting Chet Holmgren, Usman Jang, Jalen Williams one and Jalen Williams two is just, uh, I think that might be it, unless I'm missing one. Yeah, I think those were the four. Uh,
0: yeah, just the four.
1: Right, just the four, right? That's what I thought, because they, they traded yep. some things around. Um, but I think those four are just, honestly, just great players. That, that They all have a lot of upside, and I think that they're all pretty versatile, too, and especially today's NBA, where you want your players to be able to play on the perimeter and down low and, be able to guard multiple positions and things like that. So I think uh, a lot of these are upside picks. Um, I think the future is bright for them with uh, Shea, and then they still got some – a good defender in – what's his face? Uh, Dort, Lou Dort. I like him too, and then Giddy, of course. Um, So I think the future is bright for the Thunder. They also got a boatload of picks still, even though they traded – a couple to the um, to the Knicks. Most of them are protected though, anyway. So,
0: right. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that pick. Um, you know, they got three first round talented you know picks in Chet, Usman, Jang and Jalen Williams. I'm gonna go with another team that also had three first rounders in the. Uh, Houston Rockets, you know, picking Jabari Smith Jr. at three, which, you know, some people thought he was going number one. I'd say most people thought in the media. Um, And then getting Tari Eason at 17, good defender, lengthy, um, might struggle a little bit shooting, but, um, you know, he's not going to be counted to do that a lot. It's going to be mainly defense. And then at number 29, getting Ty Ty Washington um, out of Kentucky, you know, another point guard out of Kentucky that, you Know we've seen in past years how good you know good Kentucky point guards can do, and you know, Tyrese Maxey. Um, who else went there? Um, um, John a blank on his name, um,
1: man. you quickly or quickly, yeah.
0: Quickly is pretty good. Um, so another good point guard, you know, with Ty Ty Washington, um, Houston really filled out their team kind of like, uh, the past two teams we, we mentioned just, uh, they needed a power forward. They got that. They needed a point guard. They got that. And then adding some more defense in our Eason. Um, I think, you know, Houston did a really good job, you know, filling their team around Jalen green and, and Kevin Porter jr.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think, uh, the Ty Ty Washington pick was, a little bit interesting because like, i i don't know if he—he he is definitely probably got to be off the bench or they're going to take Porter off the bench. But I don't know
0: if he would. Be I game think he'll for probably that. start off the bench.
1: Yeah, for at least for now. Yeah. Um, they could definitely need a point guard, though. I think Kevin Porter—he's just—he's a, a good player. Right? He's just not the best point guard, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's really going to get your offense going cuz he you kind of he kind of showed it last year. He's kind of <laughs> more of a shooter, shoot first. He gets his offense going first. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be the yeah. the problem is and then we saw this with Jabari Smith too at Auburn like not having good point guards that can kind of facilitate him the ball. So, is that going to happen yeah. again at Houston? I I don't know. I hope not, but um, yeah. That'll be interesting to kind of see early on in the season how that kind of works its way out. Definitely. I think
1: one solid part, though, is that Singoon's a great passer for a center.
0: Yeah. And he'll he'll probably um, – he's going to start at the center position.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he should. Um, another team – so another team that I thought was big winners in this draft was uh, – I thought the, the Spurs made – excellent picks in yep. this draft um yep. they had three first rounders i believe uh so chan um malachi Branham out of ohio state and then rounding it out at um with blake wesley out of uh notre dame great I think all all yeah all three of those players are very versatile and could end up really being a a great set of picks for them honestly um I think just perfect, like three and D players. I think yeah. it's what they added. I think, uh, I mean Sochan's more of a defensive player right now, but uh, I think with Spurs developmental um, coaches there, I think he could develop into a great offensive player too. It's not that he's a terrible offensive player. He's he's got a lot of athleticism, but I think he could be developed into a better one.
0: Right. All right, let's
1: get into then, our yeah. two
0: losers of the did draft. Did they have any
1: second round picks? Do you know or
0: nope? Just the three. Not
1: seeing that. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'll start out with you. Just what? Who was your biggest loser of uh, the 2022 NBA draft?
1: Um, I would say one of the biggest losers was definitely the Knicks, just because. Yeah. I, I think. It, yeah. I mean, it's. I understand the value perspective of it. Like it's like getting three first round picks, even though they're all protected for um, the 11th overall pick. I think it was that they originally had, um, mm-hmm. which ended up being Jang. I mean, it, it'll hurt way more if Jang's actually a great player. Um, but yeah. I think uh, I just, at this point in like the, the next like stage, like who, what, who are they building around? Uh, just, uh, RJ Barrett. Yeah. I mean, just RJ Barrett. Like what is there, like, where are they going with this team? <laughs> like, that's a great. Because uh, I, I I, don't think, uh, Emmanuel quickly is really like, I, I think he's a great player, like just like a, you know, like a role player, but I don't, th- I don't think it quickly is ever going to be a star in my opinion.
0: In his defense though. I don't think Tom Thibodeau is really giving him the time of day just cause, you know, quickly is not the best defender, but, um we've seen yeah. early in his career he can shoot very well and and kind of get an offense going but i mean he just hasn't gotten the time of day
1: yeah i would agree with that i just think like at a certain point though like like he's got a he needs a development from a coach that will get him going though and like if it doesn't happen soon like it's not gonna happen right um but it just seems like they don't really have a direction but you know, maybe they're just stacking the picks to get a star that they've said they're going to get for the last five years. But
0: yeah, we'll I mean, see. I'm, I think I'm a little bit different on this compared to what most people think about the, about the Knicks. I don't think it was, I don't think it was necessarily terrible. They end up getting three, you know, first round picks. I know you said they're protect, protected, but um, I just they either need to get a different coach that can help out with their young talent. Cause I think if they got Uzman Jang at 11 or anybody else, um, I don't think Tom Thibodeau's the best at, you know, getting the most out of their young talent. So um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was a terrible um, draft for the Knicks. Um, I know most Knicks, Knicks fans and media would say differently, but uh, I'm okay with being, you know, on the other side of things yeah. when it comes to the Knicks on this, uh, this viewpoint.
1: Yeah, I think more just like a letdown than anything. Right. Um, if I'm the Knicks, I'm, I'm packaging RJ Barrett, Manuel Quickly, and all, every single pick they own for KD and Kyrie. And I'm, <laughs> I'm saying you guys should have signed here in the first place. Let's get yeah. it right now.
0: <laughs> I still don't know why but. they didn't sign with the Knicks in general.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't think that the Nets would be game for that. Probably not. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> not you don't. They're not going to give two the two best players right next door to the Knicks. Yeah, um, but my first loser but, of the draft was a team that I mean, you, you can kind of give me a little bit of fuss on this, but it's a team that didn't make any picks in the draft. Um, the Utah Jazz. Um, for me, it it's looking like. One of either Donovan Mitchell or Gobert are going to be on their way out. Maybe both of them. So you're losing one or two of your your two superstars. So on top of that, you didn't bring any new young talent in. Um, your team's getting older, um, and I don't I don't see this Utah Jazz getting any closer with the roster that they already have. Uh, They're over the cap by a lot. They're not bringing any new free agents in that are going to make a huge difference. Um, I I just think this, uh, this team's kind of going in the opposite direction of kind of what we kind of hoped they would do, you know, a couple of years ago, which is build off of the playoff runs that they've had. And, you know, they've had problems getting out of the first round and the second round.
1: Yeah, they have, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, especially like not bringing in anybody like, uh, I mean, they, they're getting a little bit older, too, so it's kind of interesting where they're heading. Um, I, I don't know. I think that they're going to have a – if it's not this off season for sure next offseason, they're going to have a big uh, rebuilding process, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, this team was built off of defense, it seemed like, for the past five years, and their defense was just atrocious um, in this last year's playoffs. I just – kind of not not the biggest Utah Jazz fan when it comes to what they're doing right now. Um, but what's your second uh, loser of the draft? Um, I would say my second loser of the draft,
1: um, I would have to go with uh, maybe the... Maybe the Kings, but I mean, they did get a top five pick, though. So I think, yeah, I don't think you can fault that. But, um, I probably have to go with the Lakers. I think that <laughs> taking Max Christie was pretty dumb, honestly. Just just from a pure standpoint, like, it's not that Max Christie it couldn't be a nice player or that he won't be a nice player. No, oh, I hope more he does. Just that, like, I hope
0: he does to prove you wrong.
1: <laughs> no, I, I'd be fine with it. It's nothing of a it's more just about like where they currently are. It's like you're depleted of assets and you trade a future. I think they trade like a future second for this second. Um, But like you really don't have that many assets in general. So like, and LeBron's 36, right? Or something like that. Like everybody's old on your roster. You have the oldest roster in the league. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it would make more sense to try to, package whatever assets they have for at least a role player that could help them in the current versus like Max Christie. Like, I mean, I don't think he's going to be helping LeBron when he's 40. Cause like, you know, like, yeah, that's for me. Like I, I understand like wanting to, to draft a player, but I don't know.
0: And they might lose Malik Monk, their second best player last year cause he's a free agent. So um yeah. Yeah. Lakers are in, They've been in some trouble ever since this year, so it'll be really interesting to see if if they can make a trade. Um, Is Kyrie Irving going to come over? Does that fix everything? Probably not. Uh,
1: I think it would fix everything. If if AD's healthy, I mean. If AD's healthy, if Kyrie Kyrie plays. Yeah, I mean, he's got to play, but I mean, that's I don't see anybody stopping that.
0: Yeah. So are you going with you All going right. with the Lakers on this one?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with. It's nothing against Max Christie. It's more just like, what are the Lakers doing? Like does it. Max Christie help now? Is what right. I'm asking. You know,
0: which um, I, I agree with. May, that.
1: And maybe he could. Maybe he could. I just don't don't think he will. But not, maybe he could.
0: Yeah, not in the timeline right now. I don't think he's gonna help with when LeBron's on the team for sure. Yeah. Um, my second pick I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. Um, they ended up taking one player in this draft at number 18 uh, in the first round, taking Dalen Terry, point guard out of Arizona, six foot seven, lengthy guard. Um, I was just confused by this pick. You know, they, they have Lonzo Ball at point guard. They got Alex Caruso. They got Io new. They got Kobe White. I mean, they got four point guards that are all, you know, capable of playing the position um they really needed some small forward power forward depth and i was just <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense um taking Daylon terry here in my eyes yeah i, like I, the, I love I the player to root though
1: that a little i i that's why it's hard for me is because i i kind of like Daylon terry um he is six seven though so like he's pretty versatile like he could be like a small forward like to a certain extent. Right. Um got a seven foot wingspan, but um a little lengthy. <laughs> a little lengthy, but I think I, I agree with you. I think uh it was kind of a interest... it kinda like makes you wonder if maybe like their interest in getting off somebody, you know, like a Kobe White or a Lonzo well, they- or Caruso or somebody I don't I don't right. know who they'd give up, but um they that's might even be bracing for Levine to be leaving, too. So,
0: See, I've heard different reports that he's ready to sign his uh, max contract with uh, the Bulls to oh, bring is back. He? Yeah, that's what I've heard. At yeah,
1: least. I, I don't know. I was just saying maybe like that was their thought process or something.
0: Right. And, I mean, yeah, you could definitely see Kobe White not coming back. Um but or he, even,
1: like, I think, it, like, it it did hurt them, like, when Lonzo was out. Like, you could definitely tell that they needed him.
0: Right. So, I get that. But, you know, same thing could be said about Patrick Williams not playing last year really that much. And even when he did come back, didn't play up to par. um And then who was – was it Devontae Green? Was their starting power forward Yeah, Devontae Green. Yeah, so <laughs> –
1: I actually thought Patrick Williams finished the year nice. I, I thought in the playoffs he played really well. He's one of the few bright spots when uh, DeRozan stunk up the bed in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other things that you wanted to comment on the draft before we uh, end the pod?
1: Um, I think oh, one more pick that I just wanted to, to comment on was um the – jovich pick i I like that pick for the heat i think uh yeah he he's also fun i didn't i didn't really know him like too much like besides like just watching like highlights of him in a couple clips um since he's from overseas i didn't watch him too much um but he's actually pretty a pretty funny guy too so yeah could be a uh interesting guy to keep up with especially like if uh tyler hero stays with the heat because he's an interesting guy too, so I like that pick for them. I think he could be a good player too. He's a good passer for his height, so be interesting to see how he does.
0: Right, and I think Miami is the one thing like they definitely need height on that team. Um, you saw it mm-hmm. in the playoffs this year, just playing against some of those bigger teams, um, especially against Boston. Um, I think the height really gave them problems um, in that series, but
1: yeah,
0: yeah I, think, I like that uh, pick.
1: Is PJ did PJ Tucker like opt out? I think or something. Yeah, he's going to be an unrestricted right? free so agent. He, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. He might stay with the Heat, but I could. He's probably going to go to whoever he thinks is going to win the title.
0: Yeah, I think he's trying to get one more big bag before you know he ends up retiring because he's he's getting older too. I think he's thirty seven ish. Yeah, around there. He's so. Pretty old. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, fun draft cool. though. Yeah. Fun draft. Um, I think this will be a, probably one of the better cl- class draft classes that, uh, we'll see, um, especially, you know, within the last, you know, five, 10 years. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how these rookies look in the uh, summer league.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, for those of you that like to, look way ahead to next draft, I got the perfect player for you guys to look at, which is, projected number one pick for yet next year if you want to see some highlights to look at for hours on end go watch victor Wembanyama highlights and you will want your team to immediately start tanking so that you can get him because yeah. he looks like an absolute unicorn so um, just looking ahead to next year already but
0: yeah he looks definitely like a, a fun
1: player but uh, if you watch that USA basketball the last summer, he played against like Chet Holmgren and Jaden Ivey and a couple other guys on that UC or that uh, USA team, yep. and he had twenty four points, eight blocks, uh, like eight rebound, like something crazy yeah. like that.
0: But yeah, it'll be fun. To... The draft's
1: always fun. I love like just looking at prospects because there there's always like so much like potential for people, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to, to take a look at, uh, right. at next year's draft as well. But that's going to yeah. conclude uh, this draft recap um, from Shots Aside. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, send us some um, comments uh, at our Gmail account at shotsaside at gmail.com. Um, but until next time, guys, peace. Peace.